Hi y'all, welcome to Glass House by Sequoia Holmes, a podcast where I use my black ass presence to disrupt the typical lifestyle podcast space. I'm Sequoia and today I wanted to talk to y'all about rejection and trusting the process. Now, before you stop listening because that sounds mad cliche, hear me out, okay? I have two real concrete examples of times when I tried unrelentingly for things that I had already been rejected from and the universe was like, okay, here since you don't trust us so much and since you want this so bad we're gonna show you why we rejected you in the first place so come with me through my journey learn from my mistakes so you don't have to make your own mistakes like this okay okay obviously it's a new year it's 2023 and around new year i start to think about new year's resolutions i start to think about self-improvement because that's the type of person that i am and this year, something that I'm really focusing on is learning to accept things for what they are. Stopping trying to change things that are not going my way. Stopping trying to change people, circumstances that are out of my control. Because sometimes you think things aren't working out for you, but that's literally them working out for you. Right? Let's start the two examples. I'll start with the first one that's a little bit less severe. My entire life, or I would say at least my high school career, my dream school was USC or the University of Southern California. As college acceptance letters time started coming around, a lot of my friends, a lot of my colleagues were getting into USC and I did not get into USC. And I felt hurt, I felt shame, I felt embarrassed, I felt like I was not good enough. And so I told myself, eventually I'm gonna go to USC. I'm gonna make that a goal. Eventually I am going to attend USC. So I went off to college at UC Santa Cruz and I graduated and it was a good time. It was a good time at the time. Now I look back on it, I'm like, meh, but it was a good time at the time. I enjoyed it. And after I finished college, I decided I was going to apply to grad school. I was going to go to grad program. I was going to go to grad school. I was going to apply to USC because I wanted to go there. It seemed like when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and the easiest thing and the safest thing for me to do was gonna, was to go to grad school. So I did, I went to grad school. I applied to USC as well as some other schools. I got into USC and I went. Let's start with the first thing. That's the problem, okay? I, I That was my dream school, y'all. Like I really wanted to go to USC. I thought it was so beautiful. I loved the campus. I loved, like it just felt like the quintessential collegiate experience. It felt full opposite of UC Santa Cruz, which was in a redwood forest. It is in a redwood forest. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful campus, but USC is just like college, you know? So I was like, I'm gonna experience that. So I got into my little grad program, Masters of Public Administration, something I didn't want a grad degree in in the first place, but I want to go to USC and I didn't know what to do in my life. So first issue, my entire four years of undergrad, I took out $20,000 of student loan debt. That's it, all four years equal $20,000 student loan debt. My first semester at USC, I had to take out an additional $20,000 to cover cost for that one semester when all four years at UC Santa Cruz was $20,000. Like that's not okay, like that's not okay, okay. So I go, I take out my little money, I'm going to classes on campus, I'm living close to the campus, and I'm like, I think I hate this. I think I hate this. For context, UC Santa Cruz is consistently thought of as one of the most liberal schools in the country, and that comes with a lot of, you know, 
its own things with racism nevertheless and gaslighting behind racism because you go to a really liberal school and that type of thing but USC's racism was so different than Santa Cruz's racism you know they call USC University of Spoiled Children and I hate to play into that but it very much gave that it very much gave you're one of three white people that I've been around the other one is my butler I accidentally said white here but I meant black you're one of three black people that I've been around. And like, that was a vibe that I got from kids in my classes. Like, in one of my classes, I remember one of the kids being like, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate when we're talking about racism. I just feel like a lot of what you're saying is exaggerated and it's not really real and that doesn't really happen. And it sounds like it's antiquated and like it happened a long time ago. I was like, is this really happening? Like, I felt like the campus was too small in comparison between UC Santa Cruz and USC. I think the student body population is similar, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about this, but I think the student body population was similar, but the actual size of the campus was vastly different. UC Santa Cruz was an enormous campus and USC was like a quarter of that with the same number of students. It was so densely populated. Everybody was everywhere all the time. It was stressing me out. I was too close to everybody all the goddamn time. It was stressing me out. I did not love it. And then ultimately I realized I didn't even want the degree that I was getting. And I was taking a lot of money out for it to get that damn master's of public administration. What was I gonna do with that? I didn't want it. I didn't like it. So once I realized that I did not like USC as an institution, I dropped out after one semester. So I only took out an additional $20,000. I say only, like that's not a lot of money, it was a lot of money. Took out the additional $20,000 and now I have $40,000 of student loan debt. A regret, it's a regret. You see, the universe tried to tell me, baby, USC is not for you. That's not that's not for you. Going on over to UC Santa Cruz and find yourself and do all the little stuff. It's, you're gonna have a good time. USC is not for you. I didn't wanna hear it. I didn't wanna hear it. And so I went anyways. Had a bad time and now I regret it because I'm double the amount of student loan debt that I otherwise would have been. Okay, so that's the first example of when I was unrelenting and decided that I was gonna go after the thing that I had already been rejected from. And obviously this is a thin line because sometimes it's just not the right timing, but sometimes it's just not for you. And I don't really know how we're supposed to know that difference, but I know that I'll be listening when I'm rejected, I'm not forcing anything anymore. So another example, I worked at a media company called BuzzFeed from 2017 to 2019. I was in an employee resource group, the black employee resource group, and sometimes black ERGs at different media companies would host the other black ERGs from other media companies. So we were being hosted by another media company ERG at that other company's campus. So all of us went over to that other company's campus and we were going to mingle, have a little mixer, have a good time, yada yada. I get to the other company's campus. I'm not going to say what company it is, but I get to the other company's campus and I'm like enamored y'all, like taken aback. I'm like, oh, after BuzzFeed, I'll be working here. This will be my next job. I was very much taken aback by it. It seemed like BuzzFeed's older sibling. I hope this is not giving away too much, probably not. From that point forward, that was in 2017 when I decided that was the next place I was gonna work. From that point forward, I had been looking at job boards and all that stuff, lightly applying for stuff at the company, trying to see where I could fit in, rejection after rejection, and never really, never even really got far in the process. Like maybe one time someone reached out to me. It was like, 
it was like clear that it just wasn't for me. But in 2021, a role came forward that was perfect for me. A role that I had known about and had been waiting to be vacated for four years. So it was 2021 by this point, 2017 is when I decided I was going to work there. I had been waiting for this particular role to be vacated for four years and I knew I was going to apply. I saw that it was vacated. I was like, bet. At this point, I knew multiple people that worked at the company. I had them refer me. I did all that I could do. I updated my, my resume. I did all the things. Another thing, y'all, these companies send you through like months of interview process. Like it's like a sometimes a three to five round interview process. It's a very labor intensive, long, exhausting, emotionally labor intensive, as well as physically labor intensive process. So I apply for this position. I get through the first round, I get through the second rounds, I get through the third rounds. Unpaid, mind you, you have to do work and turn in work for them, unpaid. Did all of that, got to last round interviews. It was between me and one other candidate and they went with the other candidate. When I say I was devastated, I was so hurt. I cried for so long. So that rejection happened. I kept doing the job that I was doing. At this point, I had moved on from BuzzFeed to another company and I just, you know, kept doing what I was doing. In 2022, I started an LLC. Through my LLC, I do contract work with bigger companies. They hire me through my LLC and, you know, I work for them. So I had the opportunity to work with the company that I had wanted to work for since 2017, that I had been rejected from a year earlier, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, wow, it's finally happening. Like, I finally get to work with this company. I was so fucking excited, y'all. Like, very excited about it. So I start my first day, you know, it's cool, it's cute. I have this boss who is talking to me in a way that is so disrespectful, like talking to me fully crazy in public chat rooms. And it was thoroughly affecting my mental health, which then started affecting my physical health. My stomach was burning. I had to go to the doctor to find out if I had stomach ulcers because I was my stomach was burning so severely every time she spoke to me crazy like that. Like I couldn't take it. It was not in my character to be spoken to crazy like that. And, and in case you're wondering, yes, she was. Yes, she was. And if you know, you know, but yes, she was. I was just like, I, I, I can't believe that I'm working for my dream company and it is truly the most traumatizing work experience that I've ever had because of this one person who's making my life miserable okay i talked to my therapist about it and my therapist let me know that she thought the best course of action would be to bully her back my therapist said i don't think you're gonna make it through this contract term timeline term unless you bully her back like for your own mental sanity i know you you're probably gonna have to bully her back so one friday night at midnight she messaged me in a public slack room in all caps at midnight y'all about something mind you we don't we're not we're not curing cancer okay nothing you should not be talking to me at midnight in all caps under any circumstances about a job that's wholeheartedly how i feel don't do that and expect a response so i woke up the next morning around 8 a.m i look at it 
I woosah, collect myself, and I said, today's the day that I bully this bitch back. Today's the day that I bully this bitch back because my therapist told me to. So I feel real good about doing that. So I do it, respond back in that public Slack channel, give her the same energy back, um, and then I quit. And I felt much better. But you see how the universe had already tried to save me from working at a company that would allow for its employees to be spoken to crazy like that by anybody? They had already saved me. The universe, my guides, whomever, God, whatever you're most comfortable with had already told me, baby, this is not for you. But I didn't want to hear it. I had to go experience that trauma for myself. Mind you, I had been laid off from BuzzFeed in 2019, which was already a traumatizing experience in itself. It did not even touch my work experience with this other media company. I worked there for less than a month, y'all, because I couldn't do that. I couldn't be spoken to like that. So sometimes when you are being rejected from something, you are actually being protected. Not only did that company allow people to talk to other people crazy, I guess, they also had several rounds of layoffs okay so that's never fun i had already been through rounds of layoffs i wasn't trying to go through that again either and then on top of that later that year i was offered a job from a comparable media company um with just as much name cachet and a lot more money so sometimes man's rejection really is the universe's protection so take that for what it's worth i really hope this helps somebody somebody needed to hear this i hope that this helps i hope that you can learn from my experiences to accept what is not for you because it will likely make way for what is for you later down the line i hope this was helpful let me know if you have any thoughts any circumstances like this that happened to you where you were rejected from something that you thought you wanted only to get it and find out that you absolutely did not want it put it down in the comments if you are listening to this on apple podcasts or spotify please rate us and write us a review if you are watching me on youtube please comment like subscribe all those things and if you want to talk to me about any of it you can find me on any social media platform at sequoia b holmes okay hope you all have a good one bye